Welcome to the Bob Harden Show, bringing you news and commentary to keep you informed and enjoying life on the Paradise Coast. And now, here's your host, Bob Harden. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning. Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. We have a terrific show for you today, including special guest Kathleen Pasadomo. She is our Florida State Senate President. We'll also visit with Boo Mortensen. Seton Motley is the founder and president of Less Government, and my wife Linda will be joining us at the end of the show. It is August the 29th, and on this day in 2005, Hurricane Katrina made landfall near New Orleans as the Category 3 hurricane. Despite being only the third most powerful storm of the 2005 hurricane season, Katrina was among the, uh, the worst natural disasters in the history of the United States. In the wake of the storm, there was over 50 failures of the levees, and flood walls around New Orleans and its suburbs, the levees and flood walls uh, failures caused widespread flooding. And that's probably the big tragedy in the entire story is uh, somehow, someway, they should have been inspected and fixed before the hurricane. But after briefly coming ashore in the southern Florida on August the 25th as a Category 1 hurricane, Katrina gained strength before slamming into the Gulf Coast of, on August the 29th. In addition to bringing devastation to New Orleans, the hurricane caused damage along the coast of Mississippi and Alabama, as well as other parts of Louisiana. New Orleans Mayor Ray Nagin ordered a mandatory evacuation of the city on August the 28th when Katrina briefly achieved Category 5 status, and the National Weather Service predicted devastating damage to the area. But an estimated 150,000 folks who either did not want it or did not have the resources to leave ignored the order and stayed behind. <clears throat> the storm brought sustained winds of 145 miles an hour, which cut power lines and destroyed homes and even turning cars and projectile missiles. Katrina caused record storm surges all along the Mississippi Gulf Coast. The surges overwhelmed the levees that protected New Orleans, uh, located at six feet below sea level, from Lake Pontchartrain to and the Mississippi River. Soon, 80% of the city was flooded up to the rooftops of many homes and small buildings. Tens of thousands of people sought shelter in the New Orleans Convention Center in the Louisiana Superdome. The situation of both places quickly deteriorated as food and water supplies ran low and conditions became unsanitary. Frustration mounted as it took up two days for a full-scale relief effort to begin. In the meantime, stranded residents suffered from heat, hunger, and a lack of medical care. Reports of looting, rape, and even murder began to surface. This is before uh, defund the police happened, so if you can imagine... As news networks uh, broadcast scenes from the devastated city to the world, it became obvious that a vast majority of the victims were African-American and poor, uh, leading to difficult questions among the public about the state of racial equality in the United States. The federal government and the President George W. Bush were roundly criticized for what they perceived as the, their slow response to the disaster. The head of the Federal Emergency Management Association, FEMA, Michael Brown resigned amid the ensuing controversy. Finally, on September the 1st, the tens of thousands of people staying in the damaged Superdome and Convention Center uh, began to move to the Astrodome in, in Houston, and other mandatory evacuation order was issued for the city. The next day, military convoys arrived with supplies, and the National Guard was brought in to bring a uh, halt to the lawlessness. <clears throat> 
Efforts began to collect and identify corpses. On September the 6th, eight days after the hurricane, the Army Corps of Engineers finally completed temporary repairs of the three major holes in the New Orleans levee system and were able to begin pumping water out of the city. In all, it's believed that the hurricane cost more than 1,800 deaths and up to $150 billion in damages to both private property and public infrastructure. One million people were displaced by the disaster, a phenomenon unseen in the United States since the Great Depression. 400,000 people lost their jobs as a result of the disaster. Offers of international aid poured in from around the world, even from poor countries like Bangladesh and Sri Lanka. Private donations from United States citizens amounted approached $600 million. What a story. And uh, just a reminder of what can happen with these hurricanes. And uh, right now we're in the midst of looking uh, at down the eyes of uh, tracking Idelia, <clears throat> the hurricane uh, the uh, National Hurricane Center is now predicting a Category 3 hurricane in the eastern Gulf, and a peak of uh, Category 4 is certainly a possibility. The track forecast continues to be tightly focused on a path toward the eastern Panhandle and northern Nature Coast, with Adelia now embedded in a narrow channel, and this is probably the most relieving, uh, uh, relieving thing uh, for me to hear, uh, living here on the Paradise Coast, it's a narrow channel of steering winds between high pressure to the west and a dip in the jet stream to the north. We're not likely to see huge leaps in the projected path. That's good news. That's what happened in Ian as the, it uh, left the path it was intended to go at the time or predicted to go up to Sarasota and headed over here to the Paradise Coast. Storm surge warnings are in place for much of Florida's Gulf Coast, now extending from central Appalachian Bay to just north of Charlotte Harbor, including Tampa Bay. The National Hurricane Center modeling is currently calling for a peak surge, get this, of 7 to 11 feet for eastern Appalachian Bay and along the northern co nature coast. For the nature coast, this, this surge is life-threatening without living precedent and very likely to happen. So they're really saying that the storm surge, every, all the conditions are set for heavy storm surge. Whether Dahlia makes landfall in the nature coast or passes just to the north or west, strong onshore winds out of the southeast, driving catastrophic coastal flooding are virtually certain to a greater or lesser extent. Southwest Florida, though well away from the storm itself, is also likely to see two to four feet of storm above, surge above normal high tides. <clears throat> this area is under uh, a storm surge watch as of midday uh, yesterday. So that's a dally. It's coming our way, and uh, hopefully nobody uh, suffers harm as a result of this, but uh, especially hope that we're not going to see it here on the Paradise Coast. Well, a great institution here on the Paradise Coast, Hodges University is closing permanently by the end of August 2024, citing financial difficulties and declining enrollment, according to the school's president. The private nonprofit university based in Fort Myers will not enroll any degree-seeking students in September 2023, according to a notice Friday to students from Hodges president Charlene Wendell. The majority of Hodges degrees offered will end next April with limited class through August 2024. And unfortunately, due to financial challenges and declining enrollment numbers, we can only no longer provide the quality education programs we've provided for the past 33 years, the notice said. Hodges closure is not unique. Dozens of smaller universities and colleges across the United States have closed in recent years, according to bestcolleges.com. 
Wendell said Hodges is starting uh, started reaching out to other universities for transfer options for all students who will not be able to finish their degrees at Hodges. <clears throat> In 2013, there are about 2,800 students, and today there are about 340 in the undergraduate program. Can you believe it? What a reduction. Hodges is not declaring bankruptcy, which Wendell said she's seen on social media posts. According to bestcolleges.com, at least 43 public and nonprofit colleges since the spring of 2020 have closed or merged with other institutions. Hodges is a private, private, nonprofit university that was founded in 1990, and its original name was International College. Its focus was on providing education and training opportunities for working adults. It changed its names to Hodges in honor of its benefactors, Earl and Thelma Hodges, who, Thelma, by the way, just had her 95th birthday uh, celebration on Sunday. The story of Hodges University made quite a contribution. I've met a number of graduates of Hodges University who have been so grateful uh, for the training they received there and the education. And hopefully they'll be absorbed or merged with another college and continue on serving the Paradise Coast. The surgical N95 mask has been held up as the gold standard when it comes to protecting against COVID. We've all heard that, but a study quietly reshared by the National Institutes of Health in spring suggests the tight-fitting mask may expose users to dangerous levels of toxic chemicals. Researchers from uh, uh, a national university in South Korea looked at two types of disposable masks, medical-grade masks, as well as several reusable cotton masks. The study found that the chemicals released in these masks have eight times the recommended safety limit of toxic volatile organic compounds, or TVOCs. Inhaling TVOCs has been linked to health issues like headaches and nausea, while prolonged and repeated has linked to organ damage and even cancer. So when uh, you're told to mask up, keep this in mind. There are no safe masks, and it can lead to health problems. <clears throat> or uh, just resist, as our Surgeon General Ladapo says, uh, Joseph Ladapo, just uh, resist the pressure to do these, to mask up or to be in a lockdown or to even get uh, inoculated. Well, the No Labels third party announced Sunday that it plans to hold a nominating convention in April for the 2024 uh presidential election. Former Senator Joseph Lieberman, the founding chair of the Centrist Group, said on Fox News Sunday that the group is looking to select its nominee for the 2024 uh, in Dallas in April of 2024. We're already having scheduled a bipartisan convention, he said. Think about it. We haven't seen this this ever in recent history, a bipartisan nominating convention for Dallas, Texas in April of next year. Bipartisan, what does that mean you're half free market and half uh, Marxist. I <laughs> don't understand how that can be. But nevertheless, he added the group's main priority currently is seeking whether or not they have a path to victory, a path that can increasingly believe is open. Our plan is to only run if we think we have a chance to win realistically, Lieberman said. And look, we just finished a poll of 10,000 voters in the eight battleground states, and we give them a choice of Trump, Biden, and a moderate independent third choice, and 63% say they would be open to a moderate independent third choice. Well, I would only comment that uh, being open to and actually voting for a moderate third party choice is a different question. The former vice presidential candidate didn't specify how the candidate would be chosen. Senator Joseph Lieberman, 
Joe, Joe Manchin, I should say, looks likely to be the group's candidate, though he hasn't fully committed one way or the other. However, he also teased the possibility in recent months. In July, Manchin appeared alongside former Governor John Huntsman of Utah for the first town hall ever hosted by No Labels. Democrats have roundly condemned the group, fearing that it will siphon votes from Biden and return a Republican candidate to the White House. Let me be clear, No Labels is trying to use a... Uh, is trying to use a false message of unity to sow division. That according to Representative Annie Cussler. Uh, she said uh, she's a Democrat from New Hampshire. So we'll see how this all turns out, but the, uh, the politics of this are extremely interesting. Not sure I believe there's anything such thing as a, as a centrist anymore in politics here in the United States. It's either going Marxist or free markets. In my opinion, I'm not talking about the public. I'm talking about the about the uh, professional politicians. By the way, I think there's a lot of uh, Democrats who are well-meaning and uh, vote for Democrats, but the, their their leaders are, in, for the most part, I think, uh, Marxists. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll give them a call. The website is johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, Kathleen Passanomo, our Florida State Senate President. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, fabulous food, and a rockin' good time. Lulabee's Diner is a throwback to the 60s, complete with great music and a fabulous 60s decor. What I like best is a blend of great food, great value, and terrific service. Most of the friendly waitstaff has been part of Lulabee's for years. I enjoy the great choices for breakfast and lunch, and you'll find the menu has everything and anything to satisfy your taste. Lulabee's offers catering, party platters, lunch boxes, and more. Lulabee's Diner will quickly become one of your favorites for breakfast or lunch. No reservations are needed. Check out the website at lulabees.com and stop by Lulabee's Diner, open from 8 a.m. until 2 p.m., seven days a week. Lulabee's Diner in the Green Tree Shopping Center at the corner of Immokalee and Airport Pulling Roads. Stop by Lulabee's Diner for fabulous food and for a forever cool rockin' good time. Collier County Sheriff Kevin Rambaugh says the number one reason the elderly become victims is isolation. The Collier Senior Center goes a long way in keeping seniors connected with the community and with each other. The Collier Senior Center, located at 4898 Coronado Parkway in Golden Gate, provides comprehensive information regarding services and resources that affect the quality of life of older adults and their caregivers in Collier County, empowering them to maintain independent and meaningful lives. Here's Esther Lully, director of Collier Senior Center. Everyone, every senior is welcome. There's diversity there. It's vibrant. It's a caring atmosphere. So there's a reason we offer the services and programs that we do. We want to help enrich the lives of senior members and provide support to their caregivers. Want to find out more? Visit CollierSeniorCenter.org. That's CollierSeniorCenter.org. 
or call the Collier Senior Center at 239-252-4541. That's 252-4541. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability and a pair of elected officials to have winning strategies in the legislature. And you can find out more by visiting the very robust website, thefga.org. Coming up, uh, we're going to be visiting with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now we have with us Kathleen Pasadoma, our state senate president. Kathleen, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Good morning, Kathleen. So uh, right now we're in the midst of this hurricane. We're looking down the barrel of uh, Adili, I guess it's pronounced. I'm not exactly sure, but I uh, wanted to get your thoughts on all this. Well, I, you know, first of all, um, we learned a lot of lessons under um, Ian, as, as you know, and the state is ready. Um, you know, the governor has been um, on, on the phone and, and holding press conferences pretty much every couple of hours in, an, in anticipation of the storm. So uh, emergency management is gearing up. Um, we have a lot of uh, utility workers moving in into uh, Florida, and, and I think we'll be ready. But again, we don't really know wh- where it's going to end up. looks like right now the, the biggest surge is Cedar Cape, but that could change. Right, and, and I was kind of reassured by what I read this morning that apparently there's a uh, the, the winds will guide this thing further north as opposed to having it come here to the Paradise Coast. I don't wish harm on anybody. Don't misunderstand, but I'd particularly like to avoid another storm like Ian. Well, yeah, I think people, it's interesting in having conversations with people uh, in, in our community. There's um, a lot of PTSD, uh, hurricane PTSD, which is a real thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, pe- people are have flashbacks from uh, last year and are, are concerned, and I think everybody's taking it seriously as they should. Yeah, the the prediction of storm surge, I really feel for the people that re- apparently the winds are in such a direction and strength that it's going to lead to storm surge of seven to eleven feet where the hurricane hits. Fortunately, it's only predicted two to four feet here on the Paradise Coast, and we can only hope that it stays that low. That's right. That's right. But again, uh, as you pointed out earlier. Um, it could, you know, these things are not as predictable as we as we would hope. Right. Although I think this one seems to be on the same track that they have been predicting now for the last two days. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Absolutely, Kathleen. And, and you know, it's, today actually happens to be the anniversary of Katrina hitting the uh, uh, the coast of uh, New Orleans. And the failed dikes, it just as a good reminder that we need to make sure that our infrastructure is prepared for these types of events. And I'm not a big proponent of climate change and that nonsense, but dear respected, when bad weather comes, we need to make sure that our infrastructure is protected. Absolutely. And I, and I think that's one of the goals that we um, start, we're looking forward, looking towards uh, when we, you know, passed our hurricane bill last year that has a lot of you know, forward-looking um, provisions, uh, things that we have to do and things that we, we need to look at and things we need to be prepared during this season. Well, I find that reassuring. Um, can you just elaborate a little bit on what's in the bill? Well, there's just it, it, there's so many provisions that are dealing with resiliency 
as you say, infrastructure, uh, utility companies, uh, mutual aid, get it, the uh, gas issue, um, those kind of things. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting watching what's happening in Hawaii right now, which is a, a, a terrible disaster. Apparently, now the electric company says, you know what, uh, we turned the electricity off five hours before the major uh, fires started in uh, Maui. So uh, apparently the stock surged yesterday up 13 or $14. But the point being is that uh, things like a, a, you know, fires starting with a, a spark or something like that uh, here, of course, that's not going to happen with a hurricane. But what do you have? Tornadoes and all kinds of byproducts from, from uh, right. what's going to happen. That's right. Yeah. Um, I, that is a challenge. You've got to turn the electricity off. That's what happened in California with the fires. They kept them on, and of course, with the electricity on, it, it uh, made the fires worse. Absolutely, Kathleen. So, uh, any other thoughts by, as we uh, uh, proceed on with the show here? Uh, I, I think just hunker down and, and hope that the storm does as little damage as possible. As little damage as possible. Well, from your uh, lips to God's ear, that's for not only us on the Paradise Coast, but all over the state of Florida. I mean, there's uh, it's there's warnings all over Florida, and this is going to be a, a real whopper. This uh, this storm, especially because of the storm surge. So that's right. Hopefully, that's we just it. pray everything. Everybody's going to be okay. Well, thank you, and have a great day. You as well. Thank you so much, Kathleen. All right, coming up, uh, we're going to be visiting. Uh, with Boo Mortensen, we'll find out what's new with Boo up on the uh, up in the uh, tundra, up in uh, Madison, Wisconsin. We're going to do that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show, on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. you have questions about your retirement, Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The confident retirement approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Golf Shore Playhouse is passionately committed to enriching our cultural landscape by producing professional theater to the highest artistic standards and providing unique educational opportunities to folks in a spirit of service, adventure, and excitement. Golf Shore Playhouse has expanded immensely, outgrowing its current facilities with dreams of expanding even further in order to better serve the community, broaden the economic impact, and strengthen the cultural fabric of our region, Gulf Shore Playhouse is building a 44,000-square-foot state-of-the-art theater and education center on three acres at the corner of 1st Avenue South and Goodlett Frank Road. To find out more about Gulf Shore Playhouse, the state-of-the-art performing arts center, and about this season's exciting productions, Visit GulfShorePlayhouse.org. That's GulfShorePlayhouse.org. We'll see you at the show. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. 
And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. We're providing you news and commentary rooted in the commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility, limited government, and the rule of law. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Modley, the founder and president of Less Government. Right now, it's time to find out what's new with Boo, Boo Mortensen. Right now, up in Madison, Wisconsin, also a resident here on the Paradise Coast and former radio personality in uh, Madison. Boo, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Well, it's my pleasure, and I'm looking out at my window in Madison, and it's clear skies and calm, and uh, you may have clear skies now, but can you believe it? Another either tropical storm or hurricane. I think it's now a hurricane. It is a hurricane, and it's, uh, it's very strong. It's gaining, gaining strength, and uh, apparently the winds are channeling it away from the Paradise Coast. We can only hope, I don't, as I mentioned in an earlier interview, to wish harm on anybody, but I want to make sure it doesn't come here again because we're still cleaning up from uh, Ian. Oh, heavens, yes. And I have one little historical fact. Do you know that there's another hurricane in the Atlantic right now. Franklin. Category 3, it's Hurricane Franklin. I'm happy. And it's supposed to swell to the eastern U.S. coastline. Yeah. I'm happy. So the statistic is, since 1966, when they first started keeping on these records, there have only been nine seasons that have had two major hurricanes by the end of August. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm happy you brought that up because I've been wondering, and I can't find any information on what happens when there's a confluence of these two hurricanes. I mean, uh, this one is headed apparently across Georgia, uh, go across land, Florida, and then Georgia. But the other one is headed north as well. I wonder if they could end up like uh, colliding. Wouldn't that be extraordinary? No, I don't think they can do that. Probably not. They probably the wind will push them apart. I would guess, but nevertheless, I've, I, I, I researched it this morning. I couldn't find any information on it. Well, I think that whole eastern coast, you know, now this is the first time I've heard about a hurricane going up to the eastern coast. I wasn't aware that that was also brewing. Yeah, well, there, there's been a lot of them. Yeah, there has been. So, which leads us to the discussion of climate change. And I know that you've had a lot of discussions about climate change, but it's interesting, still, 14% of Americans say there is no solid evidence that climate change is happening. Uh-huh. What do you think? Well, climate change is happening. The question, of course, is whether it's carbon dioxide driven or, or man, uh, the, uh, are, we're contributing to what's happening with uh, climate change. I mean, we, we need to prepare ourselves for all kinds of weather. I was mentioning this in the previous segment that uh, we need to be make sure that we're prepared for hurricanes, fires, you name it. That's for human safety, just and for protection. But to blame it on carbon dioxide, I think, is a fool's mission. And uh, we're doing a lot of things right now that are hurting uh, the environment, that we're hurting uh, the, uh, the, uh, the economy. And uh, it's all for naught. I think it's so ridiculous. You know, if if we wanted to do something about climate, about carbon dioxide, plant a billion trees, <laughs> you know, get more photosynthesis. You know, you carbon dioxide, uh, the uh, trees are, uh, take in the carbon dioxide, and they emit oxygen. So, wouldn't that be a better solution than making everybody buy an electric car? Oh, oh, I so agree. Why don't you write a letter to the Bill Gates Foundation? Yeah. <laughs> 
that'll do a lot of good. And that last thing I want to do is get on his radar screen. <laughs> <laughs> that might be kind of interesting, but uh, I think you're, they're right. I mean, I think they are planting trees, but I don't think that they're. Uh, it's not replacing tree for tree. I mean, we're not anywhere near that that uh, status. Yeah. So I think you're like they say that. 26% of the population says it's mostly due to just natural patterns yes. of, of, um, of the weather, yeah. you know, and it's cyclical, uh, but 46% say it's due to human, mostly due to human activity. Yeah, that's absurd. That, you know, it just on the face of it is absurd. The, the, the globe is a living organism, and it breathes in and it breathes out. Uh, the, so these, these nat- phenomena occur uh, cyclically, I think. And uh, to blame human behavior, look, carbon dioxide is a trace element in the atmosphere. It's mainly nitrogen, you know, that we have some oxygen and a little carbon dioxide. Just it's a trace element. Carbon dioxide, we've had five to six times more carbon dioxide in our environment before the pre, in the pre-industrial age than we have right now. So what happens when we have more carbon dioxide is the, the earth becomes more flush and more green. That's a good thing. Oh, I agree. Like when you say it's a human organism or an organism like a human organism, yes, it's almost like we have now set, we have now, how would you make, um, like when someone smokes, their lungs get filled with tar and they a lot of times die of uh, lung cancer. Yes. Maybe we're doing the same sort of thing to the earth. We're giving it lung cancer. Well, or the other thing is, just think about this, if we're trying to re- eliminate carbon dioxide, what we're trying, if, if I, my theory is correct, what we're actually doing is trying to make the earth less green <laughs> and more hot. You know, we're so fortunate, Boo, in my opinion. I'm so grateful for life, so grateful to be here on earth. It is the most hospitable place for, any, for our creatures like us to be, and uh, the conditions are so perfect for our lives. How can we be so upset about trying to change what God created? I know it. I, uh, but we, you know, it's humankind to take advantage of things and not to, maybe there's just not enough gratitude and thankfulness for, for the, the gifts that we've been given. You know, I think that's a great starting place for anybody to, to think about their lives as we have so much to be grateful for. My goodness. Just, yeah, we do. Yeah, just think, it's just unbelievable how... This uh, this Earth has sustained life for millions and millions of years. It's just incredible, and we're so fortunate to be alive in these in this day and age. And uh, some people are just unhappy. They just I think I personally think that happiness is a decision. You decide to be happy, and then uh, and grateful, and then uh, you just spend your time being, just thinking about the things that you have to be grateful for and thankful for. Yeah. I, I have to switch gears here because I, it makes me laugh. And <clears throat> in this day and age, there's not, I mean, there is humor, but a lot of times there isn't. Right. Uh, the Spanish um, women's soccer team and the coach uh-huh. that Rubiales, he gave a kiss to one of the uh, women's soccer players, and they said it wasn't, um, it was out of line. It's sexual, another example of sexual aggression. They want him fired. They're calling for him being fired. I'm sure you've read that. You know, I, I saw the headlines and I ignored it because, as you know, <laughs> it's just more uh, woke bull crap. But, <clears throat> you know, apparently he did kiss her on the lips. And uh, <clears throat> I, I heard, didn't I read that, that they're thinking of filing a case, a criminal case against him? 
Oh, I think so. And he already has a 90-day uh, suspension. But this is what gives me a kick. Leave it to mothers right. to lead the charge. His mother locked himself, locked herself in a church, in a Spanish Catholic church. She's locked herself in the church, and she's going on a hunger strike until he is exonerated. Well, she loves her son no matter I what. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Well, let's face it. If you, you know, uh, Biden says I'm not going to. If if Hunter gets incarcerated, he's he's uh, put in jail. I'm not going to uh, pardon him. Well, of course he is. You know, he, he's done everything else on, under the sun. He he would definitely. Uh, my point is this: we all love yeah. our kids, probably beyond the the boundaries of uh, how we should support them, but. Uh, irrespective it's all kind of crazy yeah it is but i i get a kick out of it she doesn't know how to you know she's probably elderly she doesn't know how to uh best support her son so she's gone to the church locked the front doors and it says i'm not eating well she must have some sort of a, a phone to to uh update everybody on her progress of her hunger strike that's an interesting concept <laughs> maybe she she has a pr person <laughs> Yeah. How else would people know about this? I know. It's just uh, so interesting. Well, I, I think it's cute. You know, human nature can also surprise you, too. It can dismay you and appall you, but it's, there are parts that are kind of cute. All right. So well, I didn't ask you about your thoughts on climate change. You know, I, I think it's gotten so complicated. I agree with these emission, you know, these um, electric cars. I think that's almost all a hoax. Yeah. I just don't get the electric car thing <clears throat> at all because the batteries aren't biodegradable. Yeah. And so it's not people think that they're being clean. They're not being clean. Right. Well, how about the, the uh, windmills? I mean, they're chopping up birds. Uh, the other, the, 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 these uh, uh, solar panels, they're, they're very difficult to dispose of. You have difficulty getting rid of those. To me, I just if 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 we're concerned about carbon neutral uh, energy, let's just uh, have some more nuclear plants. That technology has developed so so much. No reason we can't have safe nuclear plants. No, and I I you know, and I again I I have to admit my ignorance. I think that China and some of the third world <laughs> countries like India are are worse, you know, they don't have carbon emission controls. I think that they are far more egregious yeah. uh, in what they put into the atmosphere than we are. We're at least trying. Well, not only are we trying, but uh, we have great results. If it, In fact, you're measuring, measuring carbon dioxide emissions. Uh, the uh, United States has really reduced its emissions. I'm not sure how, but nevertheless, it's happened. Uh, but you're right. I mean, right now, China's building on a coal plant every week. <laughs> A new coal yeah. plant, so it's crazy. You know what? I never know what I'm going to talk about when I get Boo on the phone. That but is it's scary, isn't it? No, it's all, always so <laughs> interesting. I just learn a lot. Boo, I really appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thanks so much for joining us. My pleasure. Uh, all right. Coming up, we're going to visit with Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. <laughs> Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. Two-thirds of parents prefer educational options for their children with 40% strongly preferring options for their child's education. 
School Choice is a growing movement, one that is already lifting thousands of kids across America. The Optima Foundation, a 501c3 nonprofit corporation, was founded to support the establishment and expansion of superior quality schools of choice. Optima's goal is the successful launch of Hillsdale College Varney Charter School, Initiative Classical Academies, and other schools of excellence across the state of Florida, serving kindergarten through the 12th grade. The mission is to train the minds and improve the hearts of young people through a content-rich classical education in the liberal arts and sciences with instruction in the principles of moral character and civic virtue. In a terrific product of the process, Naples Classical Academy has already opened here in Naples. You can find out more by visiting the website Optima.Foundation. Help children in Florida optimize their educational opportunities. Visit www.Optima.Foundation. Do you suffer from joint pain in your shoulders, hips, or knees? I was suffering from debilitating pain in my knees. On a referral, I saw Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine. He successfully treated my symptoms and pain for several months. Finally, having exhausted all alternatives for pain management, Dr. Markovich and I agreed that surgery was my best alternative. Dr. Markovich replaced both of my knees in 2006, and I now have full range of motion in both knees, and I have no pain. I now I'll play golf and exercise free of debilitating pain in my knees. Don't suffer needlessly with joint pain. Call orthopedic surgeon Dr. George Markovich with the Institute for Orthopedic Surgery and Sports Medicine at 482-5399. That's 482-5399. He did a great job for me and he'll help you too. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Golf Shore Playhouse, changing lives through exceptional theater experiences. And you can find out more and get tickets by visiting the very robust website, golfshoreplayhouse.org. We have with us Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. Seton, thank you so much for joining us here on the show. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm well, Seton. Now, you used to be a resident here on the Paradise Coast, and you've moved to Belize. Uh, just raises the question yeah. in my mind, do you ever experience hurricane activity down there? Uh, we had one right right when I moved down here. I'm on the southern end of the country, and we're outside the hurricane circle. Ah. Uh, northern, Belize got hit, northern Belize got hit pretty good once when I moved here. It got pretty far inland on the northern end. And, of course, the Belize has the second largest barrier reef in the world, or first, depending upon how you measure. Wow. Um, and that that protects our peninsula. There was a video that came out. It was it went viral on Facebook. It was posted by a, a person who lives on the peninsula down here, Placentia Peninsula. And it was black sky and black water out in the distance right up until where the reef was. And then it was clear blue, calm water all the way into shore. Wow. I so, had no idea that a yeah. barrier reef would provide that kind of protection. Uh, yes, but let's, you know, the, the world is full of titanic forces moving against each other. But let's get rid of our, our normal light bulbs. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> 
So, see, you, you know, and they'll uh, carry a shopping bag for life. Yeah, uh, you, go ahead. Yeah, no, you, you wrote a piece uh, Energy, Global Currency, Innovation, colon, Communist China, dash, the post U.S. world. That was really good. Maybe you can tell us about it. Yeah, you, you know, uh, late last week there was a story about the, the BRIC nations, which is B, Brazil, R, Russia, I, India, C, China, and S. I forget what S is for. But anyway, they've invited nine additional countries, South Africa, a bunch of other big economies. And what you're seeing is the world realigning without us. Right. Under China's leadership. And, you know, that's, you know, basically one of the, one of the new invited members said, basically it's BRICS plus OPEC, because they've invited a bunch of uh, Arab countries right. uh, and oil-producing countries into the into the into the uh, fold, and what this means is they're setting up a post-U.S. world. They're getting ready for the collapse of the U.S. Right. And you know, I looked at it from I, I looked at what they're doing from three perspectives, uh, based on what they they said in the um, in the uh, interviews and energy. Like I said in the title, energy, global currency, and um, innovation. Uh, BV energy should be the easiest fix for the U.S. Right. Obviously, Trump made it not only energy independent but an exporter of energy. We have the energy we need uh, in this in this new paradigm uh, if we're allowed to get it. Instead, we're blocking real energy and spending trillions of dollars on fake energy, and most of those subsidies actually go to communist China because we don't mine the rare earth minerals. China does. We don't make the stupid solar panels and the stupid wind turbines. They do. And they send them to us. So we're subsidizing China again. Right. Uh, anyway, but that could be the easiest fix. If we went back to real energy and started and went back to producing ourselves, we could take care of ourselves on that. Now, the global currency is a real problem yeah. because... We, what began with Nixon stupidly going off the gold standard in 71 has now become a global lie. It's like the emperor's new coin. We know the money isn't worth the money the paper it's printed on, hyper-printed on. Right. Uh, but so, and so does the rest of the planet. But because it's been the default currency globally, everyone is in on the lie. And that's what's propped up the money. Well, these BRIC countries are talking about moving away. There's, there's little individual trade deals where they say, okay, we'll trade oil in our currency, not in the, in the dollar. Right. And that's starting to happen, and, and, and that's going to spread like wildfire. I've been worried about that for five years now. And, and that's going to spread like wildfire. And, of course, what's the number two economy in the world behind us currently? China and the yuan, and that's probably going to be the default currency going forward. Um, and then, of course, there's the creation of products, not the manufacturing of products, which China has stolen from us over the last 50 years, but the creation of products. Right. Uh, and, th and now we're talking intellectual property, patents, and trademarks, and the like. Well, in the last, since 2011, uh, the, the China's gone up almost 6% in the global patent uh, registration numbers. The North America, they do it by North America, but let's face it, Mexico and Canada aren't exactly hotbeds of innovation. Right. Uh, 
North America has gone down almost 10% wow. in the last, since 2011. Yeah. And, and of course, that's mostly us. And, of course, I, I, I draw the parallel. Oh, 2011. What happened in 2011 domestically? Well, we passed the Stupid America Invents Act, which fundamentally transformed our patent system and turned it and weaponized the patent office against the patented issues. And, gee, shocker, after, you know, 12 years of that, we lost almost 10% of our global share of the patents, in the, you know, in, in the world. Sure. And, and, and so between our, mostly it's our self-inflicted wounds. If we stop shooting ourselves in the head, we could handle this. This wouldn't be a problem. But because of our self-inflicted wounds over many decades, the world is looking at it and going, okay, we've propped up the lie long enough. That they're on the way to collapse, so we need to reorganize ourselves in, in a you know in a world that doesn't include the U.S. as a superpower economically or any way else. Yeah, you know, see, let me let me pile on for a second here because the the Constitution uh, makes provision for the Patent Office, and that in and of itself yeah. has contributed so much to the growth and prosperity of the United States of America because we protected private property well, and that's patents. That's why we. That's why we. <clears throat> shut out of the gate and grew so fast for right. so long all the way up till 2011 and then they made two well they made two fundamental real serious transformations one they went from first to invent to get the patent to first to file to get the patent well the way the patent system works is you kind of got to report your work during the process of, of product development so all these big companies like google with tons of lawyers watch you, watch you, watch you. When you get close, they just file a patent on top of you. Yeah. Where in the old days, with first to file, I mean, first to invent, with the first to invent, you go to the court and you say, here's my 22 years of notes on my research on this patent. And the judge turns to Google and says, where are your notes? Oh, we don't have any. Get the hell out of here. This patent. <laughs> um you know, when you make now, it, you make it that simple. You make it that simple. See, I mean, it just—it's so obvious and so clear why we're shooting ourselves in the foot. I prefer foot than head. <laughs> Anyhow, it's just incra yeah. crazy what we've done. Yes, yes, and then of course the other thing is the the patent trial and appeal board, which turns the patent office, which is supposed to issue patents, it then immediately turns around after issuing you a patent and holds a court where Google and Facebook and Apple sue you under multiple fronts, on multiple fronts, to un undermine the patent the, the patent office just created. I'm going to write a piece next, in, next time saying, okay, if they're going to, they need to warranty their work. If, if you go through the entire patent application process and, and they approve your patent and you do everything they tell you to do to get your patent and they approve it, and then you immediately get sued for the patent, yeah. That's not on you. That's on the patent office. That's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Seat Motley, again, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit lessgovernment.org. Take a look at Seaton's columns. They're really fascinating and interesting. Uh, again, you can visit uh, Less Government on Facebook as well. Seaton, always appreciate your commentary here in the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much, sir. My pleasure indeed. All right, we're going to have more here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harton Show here on the Bob Harton Broadcasting Network. You have questions about your retirement? Ameriprise Private Wealth Advisor Jason Nardella with Nardella Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, can help. With the exclusive Confident Retirement Approach, you'll work together to develop a retirement roadmap to get you where you want to go. Call Nardella Financial Group today at 239-325-1041. That's 239-325-1041. Office is located at 9015 Stratistel Court, Suite 103, Naples, Florida. The Confident Retirement Approach is not a guarantee of future financial results. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Provence Restaurant is a favorite dining destination for many Neapolitans, including Linda and myself. Blue Provence, located in a historic building in the heart of Old Naples at Creighton Cove, offers a mix of French bistro cooking with bold, fresh Floridian flavors. Experience award-winning cuisine at Blue Provence and enjoy one of Florida's most extensive, eclectic, and fun wine cellars. Dining your choice of the popular Eden Bar, the intimate Courtyard Garden, or the beautiful Provencal Caribbean Dining Room. Enjoy a wonderful and memorable evening in a casual and relaxed atmosphere that includes a taste of Provencal hospitality. Blue Provence is open seven days a week, all year round. Visit BlueProvenceNaples.com for reservations, everyday specials, and coming events. That's BlueProvenceNaples.com or call 261-8239. That's 261-8239. Blue Provence French Restaurant in the heart of Old Naples. Welcome back to the Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. Hearing the commercial from Blue Provence reminds me that they have the uh, Wine Spectator has named Blue Provence to be one of the best 100 wine cellars in the globe uh, around the world. So uh, quite a place not only to have great dining, but also to get a nice bottle of wine. Just check out uh, Blue Provence for that as well. We have with us Linda Harden. Linda is my wife. She's also extremely well-informed about what's happening around the globe. Linda, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. You know, um, just be, I know you want to talk about the hurricane. We need to do that. But um, one thing uh, which just astounds me about... Um, what's going on in this world is that, do you remember that disabled man who was shot to death by the FBI in Colorado? No, it was remind the, me. Okay, so, so this guy had made inappropriate comments online about Biden. They threatened Biden, you oh, know. Yeah, do yeah, you remember yeah. that? Yes. Okay, so um, he was he was 60-some years old, like 300 pounds, disabled. He's walking around. He was 75 years 75. old. 75. Yes, so you're right, call. 75, walking around with a cane, <clears throat> couldn't couldn't get anywhere to do anything. Way overweight. Yeah, he was over 300 pounds, and he was like five foot nothing. I mean, he was right. just like as, as wide as he was tall, just about. So um, the FBI goes and shoots him to death. Right. Breaks into his home and shoots him to death. And media silent. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody found out why. Um... Well, let me pile on. Uh, Capitol Police Officer Michael Byrd, the guy that shot uh, uh, Ashley Babbitt, Ashley Babbitt, he got promoted. He was commended for shooting her and then promoted. He was commended. Yeah, this is the the world is upside down. I mean, we're turning. 
it's so unfortunate to see what's happening to the rule of law right now in the United States. What rule of law? Yeah. What what constitution? <clears throat> the Biden administration, the illegal Biden administration, is throwing everything out the window. Out the window, and it's all be- all because oh, by the way, of of uh, big money, big donors. Did you see about those Hawaii fires? About those that the electric uh, was turned off six hours before the fires, and all the stock for the utilities had had been going crazy yesterday. Guess who was active in that? Vanguard and BlackRock. Now, and what do you mean uh, active in that? What do you mean? Uh... Well, the, well, the utilities. When, when they first found out, sunk like a stone, and then they came, people came in and started buying it. And the two biggest uh, companies who were active in... Buying it afterwards? Vanguard and BlackRock. Oh, my goodness. Well, By the way, Vanguard and BlackRock, who own huge amounts of stock in Fox News, um, this Larry Fink of, of uh, BlackRock is, is evil, in my, in my estimation. I mean, what he's doing. He's behind all this globalist stuff. He's, it's, it's just scary. So, now, what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, I, I want to say the uh, the hurricane is coming this way, and uh, uh, Boo Morton said earlier on the show that uh, a lot of people have post-traumatic distress disorder with regard to the hurricane. Oh, well, by the way, excuse me, but just on a personal note, I am so glad we don't live on the water. I am so gl- glad we're not on the beach. Um, I don't care. We're supposed to get maybe one, two feet storm surge. Yeah. But even that, for these people who have gone through hell from from uh, Ian, yeah, I, I don't blame her for saying that. Well, it's but it's true. I mean, uh, as I recall, Ian, uh, we had hurricane force winds for twenty four hours straight. I mean, it was almost it was crippling in the mind because it was so hard to endure. It was to terrifying. Hear. And uh, you know, clocked one hundred fifty mile an hour winds at Naples Grand. Yeah, so uh, fortu- I don't think it's going to be coming this direction. We have some protection because of wind shear and some other forces of nature that are going to force it to go further north. And as I said earlier on the show, I certainly don't wish harm to anybody, but I'm so grateful that we might dodge a bullet this time. Don't even – you knock on your desk, wood desk, and, yeah. and knock on anything else because um, how wrong the predictors were last – it's so true. And, and oh, by the way, here's, here's another storm with it starts with an I. Yeah. That's pretty scary. Not to be um, conspiracy th- theorists, but, but yikes. I mean, this is very scary. It is indeed. Anyway, the next advisory is coming out at 8 o'clock, so it'll be interesting to see. They are, the Weather Channel is, is just pushing this to be the biggest worst storm ever and and for wherever it hits mm-hmm. um and, and by the way this storm is different than than ian because we had a big cold front that was coming that was coming down from the northwest that was pushing ian right into us we don't have that now so so the storm is going up and it's going to georgia and, and again i asked the question on the show uh, what what would happen if these two hurricanes franklin this is on the atlantic and uh, of course, uh, this Adelia, who is coming up the Gulf Coast, what can they collide? Well, Franklin is going going east. I mean, it's it's going this direction, uh, and and um, this new storm. What's the name of it? Idelia? Is it what is it? Idelia. Idelia um, is is going. It's is following. But so, what did I told you last night about about your bicycling and and. Um, yeah, it's drafting. So drafting. It's so it's drafting against. So so. So it's going to be pulling Idelia. 
what you're suggesting is Franklin is going to be pulling a deal out to sea. That's my amateur guess yeah. on that. It's a pretty good guess. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. So anyhow, uh, we're, we're concerned about the hurricane. Just with regard to politics, though, have you noticed that uh, we now have kind of the emergence of the uniparty? Uh, right now, Trump seems to be Teflon. He just nobody can uh, challenge what he's doing with the Democrat or the Republican Party, but in the nomination. But it seems that some people are trying, even in the Republican Party, to to uh, put him pull him off the ballot. You know what? I was emailing with with a friend of ours last night, and and there are so many people who are absolutely <laughs> clueless about this. And thankfully, you and I are 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 eyebrow deep in all this stuff, but. Do you realize how long this has been going on with the Uniparty? They, the, the, the people in Washington have been trying to fool the American people for decades yeah. that there's a Republican and Democrat party. What, is it, what it is is a donor-based system in Washington that right. is running everything. The pharmaceutical companies, the, um, what did I just tell you the other day? Well, the, pharmace the, the pharmaceutical companies are funding these uh, politicians. So the consequence is when it comes to individual issues like what happens with big pharma, uh, the, you know, you tend to get favorable support from uh, politicians. Big tech, yeah. hedge funds, yeah. Sequoia Capital as its clause in both Mitch McConnell and, and Kevin McCarthy. Watch how, you know, it, it, I'm trolling these people on on uh, social media because it really annoys me. They're on social media saying, "Oh, we should do that. We should do this." Well, get the blank off a of vacation and go do something. Yeah. You're sitting twiddling your thumbs trying to look for a camera to talk into, and you are doing nothing. They are slow walking everything, including the impeachment, the whole well, you know impeachment what? inquiry. You know what? Let's just, let me just say this about that. They will never impeach Joe Biden because. Even if they did it in the House, yeah. it would never pass the Senate, and they would look like fools because they are fools. I'm still, I'm still trying to find a handful of people on, on the Republican side who are, who are actually conservative. I mean, we know Byron is, Byron Donalds. Um, Boebert. Lauren Boebert. I'm still, you know who's... Gets. Matt Gates is, is, because these people are not funded Exactly. Do right. you know? I told you the other day. Um, Nikki Haley was, uh, who's a, a candidate for president, um, and we didn't even get to talk about the debate. I'm sorry, we didn't get to talk about the debate, but she's she's um, saying, oh, this, that, and the other thing about how we need a new new era of, of leadership people, in Washington. Yeah, that's right. Guess she's made twelve million dollars. Guess who's funding her? Boeing. Yeah. Linda, I just always appreciate your comment. We're going to have to have you back on the show later in the week to, to continue this conversation. I never have enough time. I know. Thank you so much for joining us. Don't forget us. the wedge salad at Lulabee's. <laughs> exactly right. Well, by the way, Lulabee's Diner serving dinner 4 to 8 p.m. Wednesday through fr uh, Saturday. Hope you'll uh, enjoy the food as much as we do. That's a wrap on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. We've got some great guests for tomorrow. Always appreciate your comments on the show. You can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com. Always appreciate you listening to the show. Thank you so much for your support, and I hope you make it a great and safe day on the Paradise Coast or wherever you are. Namaste. Thanks so much for listening to the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. For more information and audio files of previous shows, visit www.bobharden.com. <laughs>